You alright? My name's Paul, I've got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism, and the way my head works, and I stick the videos on the internet, in case you fancy giving them a watch. Or the audio, in case you're one of those uh, people who just listen in on audio podcasts. I've got loads to get into, loads, uh, before I even get to my topic, but the topic's going to be about autism guilt. So I don't know if it's real, but um, I'm going to talk about it anyway, because I feel it. Um, and I'll explain all when I've got my waffle out of the way. Um, Easter. So Jesus died for our sins, so we can eat chocolate eggs um, on Sunday. So cheers, Jesus. Much appreciated, mate. Um, there's been quite a few new subscribers uh, to this channel. And I don't know how or why it's happened, but I appreciate that you're here and along for the little journey of my nonsense. Um, even I don't know where I'm going, so uh, we'll all get there together. What else? Um, I've wrote a new song. <laughs> uh, not that it's going to be in the charts. You know me. I just like messing about. I like being creative. And um, I've not wrote a song for a while because I've just not been feeling it with work and being grumpy and stuff like that. And then hand me noticing at work and it's like, write a song, unlock an assignment on your course, lose weight. Cause uh, I realized I went up to 19 stone madness. Um, so I've gone a bit hyper fixated on that and I've already lost the stone. So well done, Paul air high five with all of you. Fantastic lot. Um, but yeah, the new song, it's actually another one about autism. Go figure. Uh, so I've got Bones, which is about autism. And now I've got this new one called Water. And that's also about autism. Um, but I actually didn't like the song when I finished it because I'd spent a bit too much time messing around with finding the right words. And the way I've decided to do the picking, um, it doesn't suit the way I play. <laughs> so uh, I create my own problems. I really do. Um, but by the time I'd finished, I wasn't really that happy about it so I did what I usually try to do in those situations and I just send it to a couple of people and say any good you know is it all right is, does it sound like me is it my my flavor so to speak and uh sent it to uh Brian and uh, uh a guy who watches my channel and he was very complimentary about it and it sort of gave me a, a pickup and it made me feel better so I listened to it a couple of times when I was driving and uh, because it's away from the computer and I was in a different environment, I've actually reattached to it. So what I'm going to do um, when I get time is I'm going to record it properly in my version of recording properly, which isn't properly at all, um, and then put it on SoundCloud. So um, yeah, for those of you who are new, I've got a few random songs knocking about on SoundCloud. The link's in the description. Go and have a nosy because there'll be a new one hopefully soon. Um, anyway, enough of my shameless plugging over my nonsense. Um, speaking of plugging, um, like people have given me shout outs before on their channels, and I've always been very appreciative of it, and I'm useless at saying thank you. Um, you know, but I've always typed it. Thank you. Cause it seems easier for me to type thank you than to say it. Um, but in turn, what it's done is it's, um, brought people over to my channel and it's, you know, helped with viewing 
hours, whatever that's for in in YouTube. So I've always been grateful of that. Um, so it's time I returned that into the universe. So I've got a brand new channel uh, to recommend to you fantastic bunch of people. And it's a channel by someone called Alexander Blake. And again, that link will be in the description. And at the time of me saying this, he's only done a couple of videos. But in the two that he's done, I get it. You know, I appreciate the way he's coming and doing the videos because the sort of first video, it's kind of like a, it's good how he's done it. It's like a bit of a time lapse verbally. So he'll tell you his scenario and then he rewinds all the way back to the beginning and then tells you that scenario via an autistic perspective of how it made him feel. Um, so it shows a bit of thought has gone into it, you know. Um, and the second video is real life, which I can obviously <laughs> resonate with because all I do is share my innermost, um, you know, the things that are going on in my life because I think it it means something more than just doing a generic video about, you know, autism because everybody else does them. And I just wanted to be a little bit different and talk to people who might not ever hear anyone speak their language or their inner thought process. And it was just to maybe help that one person just in case they ever needed it. That was the original plan, still the plan now. Um, but these couple of videos from Alex, they've gone down well with me. And that's why I am recommending it on to you. Fantastic bunch. Um, just on a random one, my dog George is doing all right. He's turning into a man. Well, he's still a dog, but he's turning into a grown-up version of a dog outside of a puppy. So he's hit his adolescence and he's just getting weird, you know, so he's getting a bit more boisterous because he needs the snip snip. Um, but I won't do that until he's about 15 months uh, because I want him to have finished growing before I uh, chop his boodles off because I don't want it upsetting his body's equilibrium and all that. Um, but he's found the cat litter and he's found these brown chocolate treats that are in there. So he's I've now got to turn the litter tray in a funny way. So the cat's got to do almost an obstacle course to get in there just so the dog can't stick his head in and start eating the stuff because he's a tramp. Um, but we went for a nice little walk the other day, um, and yeah, he is doing good for those who ask, and uh, maybe I've just had a little video on as well. Um, I don't know, because I never know what I'm doing when I do these, but if you've just seen a video of George, then I have fulfilled what I've just said, so that's good as well. Right then, that's seven minutes in, so seven minutes and waffling isn't too bad for me, is it? So uh, before I keep waffling, let's get into the topic. So I want to talk about autism guilt. Now, as I said at the beginning, I don't know if it's something real, but it's something I feel. And I wanted to share it from my perspective just to see if it's something you get. Um, or may maybe it's just me and I can just, you know, uh, think out loud, I suppose. Um, but I've got three scenarios. I'll give you three scenarios to put some meat on the bones, because for me, Stories are the best way I absorb. So I, because it works for me, I just try and pass it on. Whether you want me to or not, to be honest. Um, so I'll give you a workplace scenario. I'll give you a friendship scenario. And then a personal scenario, like family. And if I've got time, I'll give you the conundrum at the end. But uh, I don't know if I'll have time because I never do. 
Um, I'm always rushing towards the exit and never have enough time to say goodbye properly. Um, which is crazy because in real life, I never say goodbye. I'm the guy who just sneaks off, you know, like I don't want to give you the hug, the shake, the hand, even leaving work. I've told the admin, do not do a whip round. Don't get me a present. Don't wish me off. Just let me go, you know? Um, but anyway, so autism guilt. I don't feel guilty for having autism. I'm proud of my autism. I've come to embrace my autism. And whereas I used to be much more in favor of making sure everyone else was all right and I would suffer for it, I've slowly started to reset that balance. But there is, you know, so I will make sure I look after me first. And if that upsets others, well, they need thicker skin because I shouldn't have to sacrifice myself to make sure everybody else is all right first. They should make sure they're all right and not worry about me propping them up. Um, but there are scenarios where I feel guilty that my autism is the, is the stumbling block, is the reason we can't move forward, is I'm like the handbrake of life in a lot of uh, scenarios where you know people want to do things and I can't because my autism and the anxiety and the fears and the awkwardness and the social faux pas and the God knows what you know, could play a big part in how I feel. So I am the stick in the mud and, you know, we can't move on. So like with, with work, um, I work harder. I invest more of myself in work. I'm the first one to volunteer when something needs done. You know, anyone, can anyone review these policies? I'll do it. Can anyone travel to Newcastle and do this building? I'll do it. You know, and I'll throw my hand in the air before I've even paid attention to how much work of my own I've got to do. You know, it's crazy because I, I assess everything in my life to make sure it follows a perfect pattern and a perfect line and I can't deviate and these, you know, to remove the concern. But when it comes to work, I try and go above and beyond. And the reason I do this is because one day I'll need to cash in my karma chips. You know, like, I remember the time I, I helped you do the policies? Remember the time I went to Newcastle? I went to Birmingham? Remember the time I went to Edinburgh and I did those, you know, stayed up there for a week? Nobody else has done that. You know, it's kind of like I feel I need to claw them back when I'm, when I'm backed into a corner and need to defend myself. And the only time I feel like that is when it's got something to do with me as a person you know if i've offended someone in work they need thicker skin because i'm not out to offend people you know if i've said the wrong thing then there shouldn't be such a thing as workplace politics you know those things aren't the bother the things that are a bother to me is i i feel guilty that i have to approach management to say i need consideration over my autism you know, and then like, you know, the, the entire butterfly effect videos I've been doing and I'll carry on doing until I'm settled in a new workplace to show you the full gravity of what the simplest flaw can create. You know, I just need to be able to say, look, I've got autism and you want me to do this. Well, that's going to be a problem for me. And here is why, you know, here is uh, the concern and this is a reasonable way around it. Now, as much as that is law and as much as you know employers are meant to do something about that 
what none of that takes into account is how you feel. And I feel like I'm... Because nobody else is going to ask for it. If I work in a team of 20 people and I'm the only one with autism, I'm the only one ever having this conversation. So I feel guilt that I have to take us off the thing I enjoy the most, which is a fixed path. It's like I have to, you know, pull my manager aside and get him in the pit, stop playing and say, look, you know, there is this other thing in me which we need to talk about and we need to find a way around it and we need to make sure that I feel all right carrying on doing what I'm doing. You know, and it's crazy because obviously there will be some, like somebody sent me, um, or somebody mentioned in the comments that they've got a new manager and the manager is so supportive and what a feeling, you know, like, because it's not something common. You don't generally get someone who's interested in your gen genuine well-being. And my current manager, as much as we've never had a ding dong, we've never had a fight, we've never kicked off with each other, he's never spoke down to me. Everything has been a formality. There hasn't been care or consideration. It's been like, right, we'll get you the needs assessment. Right, that didn't work. Let's go to HR and talk to them and see what they can come up with. Um, the reason it's a guilt for me is because I don't want to deviate off the path. Anyway, I want to just go to work, do my job, go home. But it's a guilt because I always have this fear that my autism will be seen as a disadvantage, that it will be seen as something negative and something bad. And to be honest, now I'm on the way out the door, that's exactly how I feel with my current uh, soon-to-be ex-head, um, you know, the, the manager. That's how I feel with him because we could have easily rectified, you know, my reasonable adjustments because they're not even, not even reasonable adjustments. They were just simple requests. Uh, you know, I've not asked to take George to work with me every day as a support dog. I didn't ask anything like that. I just said... You know, look, I can't go to London. I don't want to do your forced fun icebreakers. Um, you know, I, and uh, I just want to go through my job description line by line and make sure that we're on the same page. And I didn't get it. And I do feel like I've been disadvantaged because I've got a ridiculous amount of experience in the job I do. But when my boss found out I have autism, he literally started going to anyone else to get advice on things that, and this isn't me being big-headed, but I know best on. You know, when you've spent as long as I have doing the job I do in this niche category that I have, and I focused solely on it, and that's been my job for over a decade, I'm all right at telling you what to do in the event of fires and how to bring your buildings up to spec and considering the people. And you'd have to go quite far to find someone with the level of knowledge I've got now. And that's not me being big-headed one bit, but you wouldn't, you know, it's like having a, you know, someone who's a baker. And they're a master baker and they can make, you know, great products. But you find out that they've got Tourette's. It's like going, oh, no, I'm not going there. That guy's got Tourette's. And then going next door to someone who's not as good and they use machines and it's not the same. You know, they're focusing on the wrong thing. They're focusing on that baker having Tourette's. It's like, I don't care what he says or how he ticks. That bread is great. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of how I wanted to feel. I wanted to feel like I was the fire specialist first. And then I'm just the fire specialist who also happens to have autism. 
you know that's how i wanted to feel but i've been made to feel like my autism is the disadvantage oh and i work in fire as well so we've got to be very careful with paul because you know that autism could make him miss something um and i just so i work above and beyond to try and prove my worth time and time again above what anybody else will do does the same job as me because of the guilt that there are some things I can't do and that really is a bother to me. So I have autism guilt for a workplace and I I know it's not my problem if people think negative on autism, that's their ignorance, that's nothing to do with me, I can't change the world, but it doesn't help, you know, it doesn't help me because working harder burns you out more and volunteering you know and going to other places reduces the time you have to do your own job and yeah uh, that guilt i carry for other people's ignorance i suppose knowing that i just need a bit more consideration than everyone else and they're not interested in giving it um creates problems in a workplace but i'll shut up about a workplace because i realize i'm going on far too much and i want to talk about friendship and personal as well so in friendship, I have guilt because I can't just do friendships normally. You know, like friends will nip to each other's houses, they'll grab a beer, they'll do whatever, they'll, you know, and as they get older, they become sort of crossed over with with their partners and the friends' partners, and they go out coupling, they'll do um holidays together and you know, there's sort of like there's always sort of like a a community spirit with everyone, and everybody wants to what they enjoy it, then extend it to other people. And I can't do that. I'm not your guy. You know, like my friends um, and even acquaintances that I've got. You know, they've got every single one of them as kids. Every single one of them, bar one, bar bar one. Um, they all have kids. And as I've told you before, me and kids shouldn't even be on the same planet. You know, I just, I have zero interest in them at all. And it's difficult when, you know, like some people might just be able to nip around and see the friend and the friends there and the, the, there's the partner, there's the kids. And it's like, hey guys, you all right? Have you been to school today? Oh, do you still like dinosaurs? Whatever it is people say to kids. I can't do that. So that then limits the interaction I have with friends because I've got, in in terms of responsibility, a hell of a lot less than they have. You know, I can, if they phoned me like today and said, I'm going to be in your area, fancy grabbing a beer later, I would just go, yeah. (laughs) Because I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to go, oh, no, what about little Billy and whatever? You know, um, what am I going to do with them? Can't just keep them under the stairs in the cupboard with, you know, like a hamster wheel and a, drinking bottle or anything you know i I don't have to think about kids because i don't have them so you know that that is because i can't really be around them because i've got zero interest and it does make me feel very uncomfortable um because of the lack of interest and because i avoid everything i've got no interest in and then there's these little things that want to touch you with bogey fingers and snot bubbles and yeah um so yeah, you know, that, that puts a, a guilt in place because when I do see friends, it kind of has to be fully on my terms. You know, like, ah, oh, sorry, mate, I can't come to your house because you've got kids. 
<laughs> you know, they would take offense to that. So I have to be diplomatic on how I say it. Um, so I can't, I can't spend time with them because they've, they've got kids. So if, if I am to see them, we have to do things on my terms. And, you know, this is why I will suggest that we go away, you know, so I might not see my friend Craig or my friend Baz for two, three, four years face to face. And then it'll be like, right, let's go away for a weekend. And generally what happens is I pay the bulk of the going away because I know they want to see me, they want to catch up and I want to catch up with them, but I can't just do normal things. You know, I can't put myself at disadvantages when I'm meant to be taking enjoyment from it. And this is why, you know, me and Craig went away, me and Baz have been away. Uh, me and Baz are going to go away again um, soon, hopefully this year. And you know, usually, like I like when it was me and Craig, I did all the driving, I paid all the fuel, I paid like eighty five percent of the of the you know the the weekend. I bought a beer machine. That's over there. That's why I look that way. Um, I bought all the beer. I bought loads of snacks. So basically, he had a chauffeur driven trip to an all inclusive <laughs> getaway. You know. And that's because I feel guilty because my autism stops me from just being able to do what they assume is very simplistic, easy, general, everyday living. I can't do that. So that's where I feel the guilt in friendship. And then last but not least, personal. And this is where it was all born. My, uh, my mum texted me and said, your auntie is 70 in June. We're all going to go for a meal. Do you want to come? No. You know, and that's not because my mum's going. Um, <laughs> and it's not because I don't like my auntie. And it's not because I don't like my family members. You know, I just... Kids will be there again. You know, because cousins have got kids. And, you know, we're not a close family. We're not a family that's ever fell out. We're just a bunch of very different people who only choose to see each other for milestone events and funerals. And I don't like that. I, I think we should be able to just, you know, like my cousin has never texted me once and said, I know this might seem weird, mate, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, you know, me, me son plays football on Saturdays or on Sundays. I go and watch every single one of them. If you ever fancy coming just as a random thing to do, give us a shout. I'd be there like a shot because I'm distracted. I've got something to watch and it'll just be me and him. You know, and it's like that'd be nice to then build that friendship up. It's never happened, but it'd be even weirder for me to text him and go, Hey, mate, I don't know if your son plays football, but if he ever does, can I come and watch him? And me and you will just talk for 90 minutes. You know, that's weirder. So it kind of needs to come from him. Um, but, you know, at a meal, the kids would be there. Um, I don't, you know, if I get there first, I feel stupid. If I get there last, then I don't choose my seat. So I might be sat next to the weirdest person in the family, which. It's probably what they think, and then they end up sitting next to me. And, you know, then there's that thing when you get to the end of a meal and it's like, right, we're splitting the bill. I hate that. I would much prefer to just pay for me and stick a contribution in for the birthday girl. You know what I mean? I don't want to, like, hang on, you had a coffee at the end of the night. Hang on, you know, you had, you had a starter. I didn't, you know. <laughs> and I know it's arguing over pennies and not pounds, but it's not fair. Like I said, I don't know you. Stop putting efforts on my wallet, will you? You know, things are already costing too much. And, uh, you know, um, I haven't got a job at the minute. <laughs> but 
yeah, the stress of going, you know, sort of like it's April now as I film this, but, you know, the birthday's in June. I would not be able to relax, be comfortable, <clears throat> enjoy my time knowing that this event would be coming up, even though it's a nice event. Um, so because I feel guilty for my autism being a bit of an obstacle, because people can only get autism so far. And to be fair, I don't even think my family know I've got autism unless they found this channel and never reached out. But people will give you consideration, but only so far. And then it's like, oh, come on. You know, I know you don't like events, but we're family. You know, there'll be that sort of attitude like it makes a lick of difference. You know, oh, come on, it's the, it's the, it's the Gatli Tandoori. We like, you like it in there. We, we go there often. But, so, you know, the, it's, it's the event. I can't do the event because it is an event. So because I feel guilty that my, the way I am stops me going and my auntie might feel disappointed that I haven't gone. You know, I did, I texted my mum back and said, look, I can't do that. But if me, you, me auntie want to go for a meal, I'll pay, you know, I'll, <clears throat> we can do it on a smaller level. Um, I just don't really want to do the whole splitting bills and, you know, being around little ankle biters. Um, but then I said, you know what, I'll, I'll buy her a present instead. And I've never bought her a present. Like at Christmas, I get her a small box of hotel chocolate, you know, because they're an easy gift that most people like. Um, but what I've done is I've bought her a, a newspaper, <laughs> not like today's newspaper. And, you know, I bought her a newspaper, which is an original print and it's from the day she was born. Um, so it's, you know, quite pricey. So I've spent more on that than I would have done if I'd have gone for the meal, um, which is a mad one, but I just, you know, that's kind of my way to say, look, I can't do this. And because I can't do this, I feel guilty for it. So I've, I needed a way to make up for it. And, uh, you know, here is, here is the present to put me there in spirit or paper, whatever. Uh, so because of the, the guilt that I have because of the, the, the obstacle my autism causes in certain scenarios, I felt obliged to buy a gift to try and soften the blow. So there's three scenarios of what my... I have guilt that my autism causes an issue and clearly my guilt is that it affects everyone else. But the underlying part to it, which I think I'm still winning at, is when it comes to work, if I don't get the consideration from my employer, I leave. That's exactly what I'm doing now. When it comes to friendship, yeah, I might pay an absolute fortune to do it, but it's on my terms. It's where I want to go. It's where I want to stay, you know, so I get what I need from it to be able, you know, for the get together to be facilitated. And then when it comes to personal, like, um, you know, buying that gift for my auntie, it means I get to avoid the get together. So I still get the win, but I do feel the guilt and how it affects other people. But I'm certainly not guilty for having autism. I like autism. I've embraced my autism and so should you. Never think it's a burden because all you've got to do is a different way of managing. And if the people who that, that you're involved with, that's causing the stress and the anxiety, then something needs to change. It doesn't matter who the person is. You know, there's a lot of people who've said, oh, what, you know, uh, my parents just won't accept I'm autistic. It's ruining my life. I'm like, oh. How old are you? 23. 
forget what they think. <laughs> you know, you've got to be happy that, you know, titles are just titles. It doesn't mean that it makes them any worth a person. A person's worth is in their bones. It's in their DNA. It's in their, you know, their fortitude of how they treat you. That's a person's worth. A title like mum, dad, it, it don't, don't mean nothing if they're not nice people. Um, but the little conundrum that I've got, just to point it at the very, very end for 30 seconds, is as much as I have the guilt for those sorts of things, I've got a feeling one day I'm going to be asked to be a best man because it's been mentioned a few times. Now I'm going to have to deny that because I cannot do that day. And it's their best day, but I couldn't be their best man. And that could cause a bit of friction, but I'm not going to pay for the honeymoon or anything because I feel guilty over it, you know? Um, but that's just a conundrum I was thinking of, like when I was thinking of this little topic, like, oh, what do I do there? You know, I can't force my way through it just to give them an ounce of happiness. They know other people. Anyway, I'll be here all day waffling nonsense, so I have to do as I always do and pull myself away. So I hope it made sense. Um, but until next time, Thanks very much for watching and keep smiling.